Hi everyone, Sandman here. Is male utility about nature, or is it about nurture? This is the question that I'm asking today, and I'm hoping to provide some new insights as well as some additional questions to that question. What I want to know is, are we men hardwired to be useful and help others, or are we selfish beings only interested in gorging on Twinkies and playing video games all day? Or perhaps are we a combination of both selfish and selfless, as I suspect? Since deciding not to seek out a relationship and provide utility value to a woman, in some strange ways, making these types of videos on a daily basis makes me actually utility to my viewers. And any subscribers and comments, as well as money that I make from this channel, are basically a kind or a form of external validation and utility. And I think that's one of the main reasons that many of us that produce MGTOW videos do so. I'm also doing it to learn about myself and think through the issues that I've had to deal with in the past. So it's a combination of being selfish as well as selfless. And is it possible to replace the fulfillment many men get from being providers to women and children with something else? I think this is one of the hardcore issues at the center of the men going their own way movement. How do we reach self-gratification without taking care of a wife or kids? Most of you probably know about the inventor Nikola Tesla. And this is a man that didn't marry, and he invented the radio, basic computer circuits, as well as the AC electric grid. These are most of the basic building blocks of the formation of the information revolution. Without these technologies, there would be no internet, and therefore no practical way for men to communicate with each other our ideas without women putting a stop to it. But Tesla was also fulfilling a basic value of utility because he was nurturing the civilization that he made blossom all around him. But at the same time, his own personal life took a back seat, much like many husbands do when they get married. Not getting married or having your own biological family means that you need to basically replace the role of being a utility for the family with becoming the utility for something else. At least that's the way it is for most people. I think that as men, we need to understand that genetically, we're mostly hardwired to help others. But how we use our gifts, as well as where we put our efforts, is essentially part of our free will. And I believe that we should work with our biology instead of fighting it. And if our biology is telling us to take care of someone or something else and nurture that, then I think we need to do it. Otherwise, there's a good chance we won't reach that deep fulfillment. And I know that most of us are looking for a balance in life, even if we say we're not. Thinking back to the whole idea of child surrogacy, I know many of you have basically heard me speak about it in the past. And I'm guessing that because I'm no longer being used as a utility by women, I'm basically trying to reinvent my sense of male purpose by having a kid through surrogacy. And I guess that's basically why I've spoken about surrogacy, because it allows me to become a utility on my own terms. And in that case, I would have a higher degree of control raising my own child on my own. And I would probably fulfill some deep biological desire at the same time. Many men going their own way like to pick and choose which biological imperatives we like to follow. Most of us will have sex and date, but we won't get into relationships or marriages. Nikola Tesla's gifts to society was basically male isolation so that we can find ourselves and think for ourselves. He was too busy enjoying his independence and creating inventions to see what was actually happening in the future, and that he was actually shaping the future in his own image. He was living the MGTOW lifestyle in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. He was already ahead of his time envisioning and creating communications technologies. Those same technologies allowed him to isolate himself from many of the people he didn't want around him, much the same way that we use the internet today. 
Although he never nurtured his own children, he nurtured the technologies that gave rise to the social aspect of our MGTOW lifestyle today. What I want to ask everyone is, how much of our male utility and biological imperatives do we need to throw away and still remain content with ourselves? How do we fulfill our conscious and subconscious desires and attain true happiness? Many men will say that we need to fulfill the need for sex, but not for offspring. And I don't know if the nurturing part of myself, that component of myself that wants to help other people, is actually something that's social, or whether it's natural and it's in me. I don't know if it has more to do with my upbringing, or if it has something to do with the genuine need to care for others, as part of my biological programming. This is part of my own personal journey, of going my own way. I find letting go of that part of myself extremely difficult. The part of myself that was a male utility. And I don't care if some of you will get disappointed that I'm saying this, but it's the truth and I'm not afraid to admit it. I enjoy helping others without expecting anything back in return. Although these days I'm more sensitive about who I help. I think that it's in our nature to help people and find solutions to problems as men. I think we're hardwired for it and there's no escaping it. And if we ignore that part of ourselves, then we'll become increasingly bitter and fall into depression as well as loneliness. We have to protect ourselves from the gynocentric system around us, but we still need to provide value for someone or something out there. Right now, for me, I'm providing value for myself and giving my future self more options than my current self. This is a form of self-love. The best analogy I can give everyone is making both your rational and irrational self happy is the idea of buying too much stuff for your fridge. You know you're not going to eat all the stuff that you buy at the grocery store, but you still go out and you buy it because it satisfies your rational mind. And you eat half the food and basically make the logical part of your brain happy. And then you throw away the other half of the food because the abundance makes your irrational or subconscious mind feel good about itself because you know you have abundance and you won't starve. Most men I know usually buy 10 to 20% more food than they actually need, and this usually gets thrown out. However, most women buy 50 to 100% more food than they need. And the reason for that, I believe, is that women require more physical stuff, i.e. food, shoes, and other goods to shut down the irrational parts of their biology, and their irrational parts in their biology are much stronger than men's. And I think that nature has designed them to never be happy, and that they'll never be satisfied even when they own the entire world. Most of them will never know what being truly content is, unlike men. It's always more and more things that they need. Their Achilles heel is that they will never be satisfied with the stuff that men provide. And men's Achilles heel is that he'll never be truly 100% satisfied doing things for his family or wife. And if both men and women were truly happy, then our society, as well as our species, would fall apart rather quickly. Because we would stop providing as men, and women would stop accumulating things. Life would basically cease as we know it. So nature tries to coax men into production, and women into consumption. Hopefully that gives you something to think about. If a man stops producing and being a utility, it can be one of the hardest shocks that a man has to face. And that's why the rest of this video will be dedicated to what happens to a man when he loses his ability to provide. And Ghost in the Machine sent me this quote which is also posted on Stardust's channel. And so here's the quote. Imagine being on a bus full of all the people you normally hang out with. Your family, friends, women, co-workers, etc. And that this bus is going down the freeway of life. Now imagine that all the people on the bus are telling you how much they care about you and how much they love you. Imagine them saying, I love you, often each day, 
like at the end of a phone conversation. Imagine them giving you hugs each day. Imagine them smiling at you. I'm talking about everyone you know in your life. You're essentially happy. You are secure. You just know that if anything bad happens to you, all of these people will be there for you. Society will be there for you. Then one day you contract a major physical illness that makes life physical torture, and perhaps you can't work at all, or perhaps no one will hire you because of your illness. If you're a man, you basically find out that some of those people in your life will sympathize with your conditions, and some will not. But all of the people in your life will start withdrawing from you, and you will find yourself alone on the bus. These people, these friends and family, will still be on the bus, but they will no longer want to sit near you or talk to you or have any dealings with you. You've become a social leper. As you try to reach out to different people in your former life, who you thought loved you and cared about you, and who were your friends and family, they basically start to withdraw. In the end, you end up alone. No one offers you any help, and no one wants to have anything to do with you. They just want you to go away. And then there's the final act. The bus stops in the middle of nowhere on an endless stretch of road, and the driver opens the door and tells you, get off. You simply don't understand it first. In fact, you just don't believe him. How could this be happening to you? You look around at your family members, brothers, parents, and sisters. You look at your friends. You look at your co-worker friends as well. You look at the woman that said that she loved you. You look at all the people that were a great part of your life. But everyone avoids your eyes and talks to someone else to break the silence. No one looks at you. No one looks at you or offers you any help. The driver walks back to your seat and says again, get off the bus or get thrown off. So you slowly get up and walk down the aisle and step down off the bus. Then the driver closes the door and the bus leaves you standing beside the empty road. You stand alone and watch the bus move down the road and disappear into the distance. All the people that you knew, all the people who you thought cared about you, have kicked you off the bus and left you behind to walk. You are on your own. This is what it feels like to become physically handicapped or have a major illness if you're a man in our society. Men know this instinctively. This is why most men will never show weakness in society, even if they're dying. And so what happens next, you ask? Well, nothing. As long as you have your physical handicap or illness, you can walk alongside the road for the rest of your life. No one has any use for a man who can't basically be a utility for them or for society. To be a man in our society is to be a utility for others to use and nothing more. For a man to have a physical illness in this society means you can take any crappy job you can get because either the good jobs are out of your reach or you can't physically do them. It means no family members or friends dropping by to visit or to call. It means women don't even look at you. You are not a man any longer in their eyes because you can't provide them utility or assets. It means you live in a crappy apartment because it's all you can afford. It means you drive a piece of outdated junk because you can't afford the payments on a newer model. It also means that you're broke all the time because you have medical expenses that eat up your small income. It means you live to experience humiliation every day of your life from people in society. It means you're on your own and you have no future. And it means it never stops and there's no end in sight. As far as society is concerned, you don't exist as a man. You were a non-person. I guess in our ancient tribal hunting societies, it was the same way. If a man is no longer of any use to a tribe, leave him behind to die. If a man can no longer be a utility to the tribe, fuck him. That is all men are to women in modern society, a utility to be thrown away when we're broken. We men are not valued, not loved, not appreciated for the labor that we contribute to society. And that is reason enough to tell all men about MGTOW ideology. 
It's time now that men started going their own way and living their lives for themselves. Well, that's what Ghost in the Machine has to say. Consciously, most of us men going our own way are basically disposable once we no longer have any utility value. Yet at the same time, most men are desperate to become utilities. This is the real struggle in becoming a man and staying that way. Anyways, that's all I've got to say for today's video. Tomorrow I'm anticipating getting to the 10,000 subscriber mark, and I've got a special video planned for that event. And it's something that's been on my mind for the last three weeks now. I'm going to talk about one of my childhood heroes and how his wife changed his life. Well, thanks again for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.